Hi. Hey, Raina. How are you? I'm good. Good. So we got our first podcast out there. Like, how cool is that? Yeah, isn't that crazy? <laughs> <laughs> so I, we put it out. I think I posted it on Facebook after you sent me the link. And both yep. my sisters within like five minutes of each other were calling like, you're doing a podcast? <laughs> like, what's it about? I'm like, I don't know. She goes, well, like, like, well, one of them goes like, well, what do you mean you don't know? I'm like, we just decided to sort of do it. It's completely unscripted. We'll figure it out as we go. And they started laughing and like, well, why are you doing it? I'm like, we don't know. <laughs> They're like, that's so you. No, I think after we've done a couple, then they can ask us what it's about. <laughs> right. But um, yeah, it actually was not that hard. So mm -mm. You know, remember I secretly recorded you the other time because I thought it would be fun. Yes. Um, so Very then sweet. I took the recording and I put it into Audible, which is a free program that I've had on my computer forever mm -hmm. that makes it really easy to edit. And um, I was able to edit out like um, there were some places where it just got weird. There was like dead air or... It looked, sounded like the recording had stopped and started. I don't even remember, but it was super easy to sort of cut that out and then sort of modulate our voices a little mm -hmm. bit because we kind of talked at different volumes. Oh, and, yeah. Um, yeah. And then I sent it back to you because you said you had the podcast thing. So then what did you do with it after I sent it back to you? I did. Yeah, I had anchor.fm. And all I did is I had to put up some cover art. So we just kind of threw something together. <laughs> and then um, named it came up with a description. And it was so easy just uploading the, the audio file. And uh, it, it went out to three platforms pretty much right away. And then the other ones will probably have to uh, manually add to their to those like Apple podcasts and Stitcher those ones and Stitcher. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And so then today we're trying this new app called Ringer, R-I-N-G-R. Mm -hmm. And it was a little <laughs> iffy. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little iffy, just in case anyone's curious about Ringer. We're going to give this a whirl. It was a little iffy at the beginning, but it was mm -hmm. probably user error. Yeah. Um, we, were, we were trying to uh, change some settings on our phone or whatever, and it kind of... Yeah, may have disconnected that way, but we'll see. I, I don't Here know. The jury's still out. We we might still have to find another tool, but we'll we'll, yeah. we'll give it another try. Well, we'll see how this one works. So, um, mm -hmm. so here we are, and now we are on podcast number two. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. So, um, anyway, uh, I want to change topics. I have a topic to talk to you oh. about. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, your company, Mama Frog Baby, right? Yep. Uh huh. One of these days, I need to, you to tell me what, why Mama Frog Baby, um, but tell me real quick, why that name? Why Mama Frog Baby? I actually have had the the, the uh, Mama Frog for quite some time, um, and I, I had it, oh gosh, probably six years now, um, and it kind of makes sense um, because we focus so much on environmental um, friendliness and organic products and things like that because frogs are kind of like the barometer for pollution, things like that. Like the first thing to go when something's polluted are the frogs. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. So it kind of it kind of felt right to use the the frog the mama frog for this project because i really wanted to 
kind of feature brands that took care of the environment. They're sustainable. Their their manufacturing processes are sustainable, um, and of course their materials as well. Just and companies that have good causes. So it just kind of I don't know, it just kind of fit. So that's that's kind of how I how I came up with it and ran with it. Okay, so here's my, my the question I had, I guess. So yesterday, because now I follow you on Instagram, and you put this long post up on Instagram yesterday, mm-hmm. talking about where you sourced your, I think your onesies from, like your little baby fabric onesies. And in that post, you talked a lot about why you chose that company and how it's like the only company in the world that has some kind of organic process that's super unique or, or something like that. And I was really like taken by that because there's so many companies out there that talk about um, that they're organic, that they're this, that they're that. But in that post, you said you were the o- this company was the only one in the world. Mm-hmm. And the reason that struck me was that, mm-hmm. but also because you've been in contact with my niece, who's this mom and who's been testing some of your products. And one of the things she wrote to you when, when she reviewed your product was like, why did you choose this particular company for the onesies? Like why this over other organic companies? And then literally the next day you posted about this company. So I didn't know if that was in reaction to her email or if that was just you thinking about it, but I was curious about the whole thing with all the world of organic products. What, like, tell me more about this. Cause I thought that was super cool. Yeah, no, sure. And probably it was a subconscious response to her email, which was so amazing and great. She just went into so much detail about what she liked about the stuff in the box that I sent her. And then, you know, just kind of her thoughts behind everything. But um, yeah, putting out this post, um, there are company, other companies that we're working with. This particular company, they do use um, 100% organic. And what is unique about them is that <clears throat> they carry the gold seal of Egyptian cotton. The, the farm actually is in Egypt and they make the products in Egypt. <clears throat> so that part of, it, uh, part of it was the the only one in the world um, part of it. Because there are, of course, wonderful companies that make um, <clears throat> other organic Products. Sorry, have a, a a frog in my throat. A mama frog. <laughs> a mama frog. <laughs> a mama frog. It all just comes together, you know. Right, um, right. So, so is yeah. Egyptian cotton like special? Um, it is. Um, they're just they're just buttery soft. Um, the 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 process that they grow things and it's just very um, old world and. They're just lovely um, feeling products. I should send you some stuff that 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 they have, um, you know, that made would be for cool. us. I don't have and, any babies uh, anymore, though. I have a dog. I just want you to feel it, though. It's just okay. Send me <laughs> like um a, like a washcloth. Hey, you know what? These bibs probably would fit on your dog. Why does Wait. a dog wear a bib? Well, you know, have, have you seen like like, like handkerchiefs? Just kind of like to catch the fun? drool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My dog, my dog. So I don't know if all dogs do this because this is like the first dog I've had as a grown up, like where Uh I was the grown up in the house. Uh Um, You know, we had dogs as a kid, but my parents took care of them. Um, We might have said we'd take care of them, but we didn't. Anyway, this dog, if we have food, like this dog's really good if we tell her to go to her place and not disturb us while we're eating. 
She'll stay in her place. Nice. But the amount of drool that is coming out of her mouth while she's doing that, <laughs> like she's holding it together and like literally her entire place under her head is like covered in drool by the time our dinner is over. <laughs> Like, oh my god, this is so gross. Maybe we should just give her a piece of lasagna. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um this is why we don't have a topic, right? You know? <laughs> That's right. And and just for the record, you and I both know that it's not a good idea to give your dog a piece of lasagna. <laughs> uh, um, no, but yeah. These these drool bibs, yeah. <clears throat> Interesting. So do they only make baby stuff, this company? What's the Mm -hmm. company that you source from? Yep. I have actually talked to um, the gal who is the founder and uh, she figured that they wanted to do something really well. And so they focus on, you know, the, the baby layette. So those are sleepers and onesies and and they do blankets and things like that. But um, some of the things that we get from them are, their toys because they're, they are made from the scraps that um, they, you know, they cut the onesies and things out of, and then they stuff those with pieces of the cotton, not fluff or anything like that. It's, it's a hundred percent organic cotton, the whole, the whole toy. So, so we just love that. that. That's really cool. So does that in and of itself make your um, mama frog baby, subscription boxes unique just because you have this company's product in them? Like, you know, is that a part of your brand? Like what this company's brand is about? Is that part of your brand? Yeah. So she didn't mention um, it, whether or not her products are being used in other subscription boxes. I do, I do have some other sourcers that are in other, other boxes, but they're kind of more like gifty stuff, like corporate gift type things. It's not a box that focuses they're not boxes that focus on um, sustainable products or organic products, but ours is. Yours is. So yeah. I guess that's where what I was asking, you know, mm-hmm. is if, you, if you're thinking about your brand, and this goes back to um, yeah. Megan's email to you, mm-hmm. um, is part of not only like your like I know your brand just to, so that people understand what you're doing. It's sort of like a bark box for babies, right? A bark box yes, for moms, uh-huh. yep. right? And it has, um, you know, every month you get a box and it has an assortment of things in it all tied to where your baby is developmentally, plus a description of what babies are doing developmentally and what you can be doing with your baby, interacting with them developmentally. Um, but in terms of that whole thing is the thing that sets you apart from all the other baby products out there, like the huge focus on organic and sustainability. I don't know if that would be the main thing. I mean, it definitely is a big part of it. I think what we want to, to be is, you know, the, the company that focuses on the right products at the right time, you know, um, and also, they're just carefully curated for for those developmental stages, um, which okay. I guess is the same way of saying, or a different way of, way of saying the same thing. Um, because with my background of, in music therapy, being able to focus on child development or baby de- development, um, you know, is kind of our, my unique selling proposition, my USP. Mm-hmm. And that really does, uh, is the thing that sets us apart. 
because okay. you know you can get other other baby boxes. I I, I actually just ordered two other boxes to, to see what kinds of products would come in in them, and uh, you know one I wanted to compare the quality and just kind of the things that they were doing with their packaging and you know just some market research, <laughs> right? And um, you know just it, it's it, it looks like we're on the right track as far That's as I can cool. tell. Yeah. It seems to me though, and just, you know, dropping in from the outside, but seeing what you're doing and putting my little marketing hat on yeah, that you, there's no, you're not putting anything toxic in there. You're not putting anything in there. That's not like what you would buy for your own kids. And I know that you buy organic stuff and you eat organic stuff and you mm-hmm. like, that's who you are in the world. You know, when yeah. I met you, you were on a, like eating raw food only. Um, yeah. Yeah. right. So who you Raina is, are in mm-hmm. the world is that kind of parent who isn't bringing chemicals into your kid's world and isn't bringing weird plastic stuff into your kid's world. Like you're really right. very thoughtful So Mm -hmm. it sounds to me like even though you're thinking of your brand as being tied very much into what's developmentally appropriate for Mm -hmm. that box for that baby, you're piggybacking or it's piggybacking on top of everything in there is also like the highest, safest, cleanest, Mm -hmm. organicest quality (laughs) So that when yeah. people open this box, not only is it the right thing at the right time, mm-hmm. but it's the right thing at the right time. And it's like super, super safe for people who believe in keeping chemicals away from their kids and being really organic and only buying things that are sustainable and not using like child labor in Bangladesh or right. like that's a big part of your brand too. Even if that's not how you're, you were thinking of it, that's what's rising to the top for me. Is I guess what I'm saying. Yeah, you know, and it's it's hard to to put those two messages together and not be so too like too wordy. You know what I mean? Like putting yeah. it succinctly. So, um, I mean, I, I'm sure there is a way to 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 message it because uh, that is definitely important. And you know, we want it to be good for the baby and good for the planet. You know, everything in there. And not just that, but, you know, how we're putting it together and, and the box that we're putting it in and, right. um, you know, getting it, getting it to them. So, yeah, I lots, guess I lots. need to put some more thought into that. Well, it's a, wor- it's a work in progress, but I think it's interesting that mm-hmm. when you start to develop something mm-hmm. and behind the thing you develop, and this is not just true for you, this is true for any product creation, right? But yeah. behind the thing that you develop, Mm-hmm. are the values that you naturally carry as you walk in the world, right? So this is true for any business, a service-related business, anything. Sure. You know, if you're a person who walks in integrity and a person who understands, you know, what your values are and what's meaningful to you, then uh-huh. anything that you then create is going to be a reflection of that. And if it's not a reflection of that, you're actually going to be uncomfortable having it out there. Yeah, no, that is so true. And I just changed topics, but, but no, no. Well, I mean, and and you you kind of um, 
you kind of really touched on something that is important when you're starting off in a new business. Is, it, is this something that I'm going to be um, passionate about, that I'm going to feel so strongly about that I'm going to stay up late at night writing, um, you know, two paragraphs on Instagram about a, a company in Egypt that grows <laughs> Egyptian cotton? <laughs> right, right. I am, right, exactly. Like, like I thought of, you know, I was doing network marketing a long time ago and one of the companies I was with, actually the company I was most successful with, like, you know, became the six figure person that everyone used to, oh my God, I'm a six figure. Yeah, I remember whatever. that. You were, oh my gosh. And got a car, like uh -huh. BMW and it was all like super great. I'm not tooting my own horn. Yeah, yeah. But what happened was when I joined that company, I mm -hmm. felt very aligned with their values mm -hmm. and that their values were aligned with my values. Mm -hmm. And that was all great for a long time. I felt like I could, I could talk about it and put myself behind it and put it out there to people and yeah. be really authentic about it. And then over time, stuff started to happen mm -hmm. and it became something different. And the values of the company, either the values of the company shifted or their true colors actually came out. I have no idea which mm. one. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't you. It wasn't me. <laughs> but something shifted, right? Yeah. Either they were never the company I thought they were, which would have been mm. so sad, or success went to their heads, which is more common in that industry. Yeah. no. Totally but I could not... I could not bring myself to represent this company anymore because yeah. it, what they were doing in so many ways was so antithetical mm -hmm. to the person that I am and how I walk in the world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, even though I was doing really great, I finally was like, I can't even talk to people about this product anymore because I'm so grossed out or disgusted by the way that it's now being run and things that are happening behind the scenes and people aren't treating people in integrity and kindness. I couldn't do it anymore. So I guess that just comes back to like anybody who is involved in creating a small business or joining a small business or a big business or a corporation or anything Yeah, who is a person of integrity and a person who really understands like just their own self, like mm -hmm. who they are and how they treat others and, and all of that in order to be like in alignment in your life, to live a life that feels good when you wake up in the morning and start to do the thing that you're doing, mm -hmm. the values that you have have to align with the values of the company you're working for or the company working with or the company you're creating, or it's going to start to have this real cognitive dissonance feeling. Yeah, that's right. Um, that is so, so true. And I would imagine that there are a lot of people out there that are finding themselves in that position and um, maybe even feel stuck and like they can't, you know, move out of that company or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, I wonder if, subject switch again, but I wonder if people who went home, right? COVID and now they're yeah. at home when yeah, they didn't totally. go home before and they, they went to the office every day. And so mm -hmm. their routine was just their routine and it was somewhat on autopilot. Mm -hmm. And now they're working from home. So they're not surrounded by the culture of the company anymore. Yep. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. I wonder if there are people who are now like they're just doing the job, but they're not surrounded by the culture yeah. are either feeling better about their job because mm -hmm. they don't have to be surrounded by the culture. They are just doing the job. Mm -hmm. Or yeah. if they're actually now that they have space from it or looking at the culture and going, oh my gosh, like how did I ever become part of this? Yeah. I mean, in a way, being able to like shift your entire work perspective, you know, is, is kind of a silver lining. I mean, whether, whether you see the company for what it is and you, you hate it right, or you, you really love it and appreciate it more, you know, I mean, both of those things can be really good in your life because you can make a change or, or you can start to maybe become more productive. Right. So. I think that COVID I think we talked about this a little last time, but COVID mm -hmm. in retrospect, like mm -hmm. a year from now, two years from now, five mm -hmm. years from now, yeah. is going to be this, like this shift point of like everything. Mm -hmm. I really do. I think people are going to look back and go, everything changed, like before COVID, after COVID, in so mm -hmm. many ways, in so many levels in society, in, in relationships, in work life, in Everything. Healthcare disparities. Oh, I hope you that know, could be like, a whole nother, a whole nother discussion. Oh, healthcare disparities. Absolutely. Why but not I just, the doctor? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, I actually have something coming up in a couple of minutes, so I have to jump off. But so, all right. So we just did podcast number two. Yeah. It's a little bit random. Um, do we like? this format? I think so. I think we can run with it. I mean, I'm going to have to go back and like pick out like the main topic just so I can put something in the, in the episode notes. But, yeah. But I think we can, I think we can make this work. I think the main topic was mm -hmm. um, branding and values. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think so mm -hmm. I, we can listen to it. Mostly. <laughs> Mostly. And a couple other fun things. Which is in. fine. I mean, and dog, it's okay. dog drool. Dog, dog drool. <laughs> I mean, that's always good. Um, yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be about one thing every time. You know, we're going to go off topic. We're going to... Especially because we don't have a topic. <laughs> we're going to go off topic. <laughs> yeah, I guess we would have if we started out with one. <laughs> no, this is good though. Okay. All right. Well, let's, um, let's call it for today and we'll pick up again soon. All right. Awesome. It was amazing talking to you. As always, take care. Okay, you too.